Praise God. Amen. 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 Father, we love you. We honor you. We bless you. And we praise you. We thank you, Lord, for giving us this day. And the purpose is for us to rejoice and be glad in you. We thank you so much, Lord. To, we put you in charge of this day, Lord. If we haven't already, we do it now. And we thank you for goodness, mercy, and blessing coming to us right now. We receive it. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Well, I want to remind everybody of our, our uh, offers for the month of October, uh, the Master Prayer Manual. Uh, this is a worker's, I call it the worker's copy because it's big enough for you to put notes on. It's got a whole blank page for you to put everybody that you know that you want to remember in prayer and just call their names out as you pray these prayers. It's a nice, handy thing to have. And um, that's uh, $8 plus shipping. And uh, free, you get seven weeks to Health and Healing Volume 1. And... Um, tomorrow morning at nine o'clock on KDAY Live, internet.com, internet radio, uh, our, our uh, broadcast Strong Faith will be on. And then again on Wednesday at 9 p.m. So set your alarm clock. I set mine. I know most of y'all is up, but you know, don't judge me, okay? I might be up all night praying and stuff. You don't know. You understand what I'm saying? So. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Now we're good. So, um, anywho, that's what we have for for uh, for that uh, for this week. Praise God. I was listening to Miss Nola um, praying. What was she talking about? I said, "Oh, that fits in with what we doing." Oh well. <laughs> Lord, help me. That's all I tell y'all. Pray my strength. As they say, as they say, yeah, pray my strength, pray my strength. No, but she was mentioning that faith is now, and that's what we're going to talk about. And I thought, well, how fitting, Lord. She's Everybody's prepped already, so I know you're alert and awake to receive. Um, always expect to use what you receive when you hear the word. Expect to use it. There's so much that we let let slip and let go by us because we don't have that anticipation in us that this is a tool for me to use for something I'm going to need today, tomorrow, the coming week, the coming days. Um, God is smart like that. He prepares us for what's coming, and he's always got something that we can use. He he he. He gathers us together to hear the word so that we might be equipped for every good work. And we're all expecting good things. I don't know anybody who goes out of here. You know, if if you do, you ain't paying attention. Because if you go out of here expecting nothing or expecting trouble or expecting same old, same old, you haven't really been paying attention. Because God is telling us to expect good things. Now, the enemy might give you a thought that it won't happen, but you have everything you need to fight it. And you fight it with your faith. You have faith in God. Once you put your faith in God, leave it in God. Don't keep moving it over and thinking something else is needed or you could do this easier or that easier. There's no easy way to relationship with God. And there's no quick relationship. And there is no relationship that says, 
you call the shots and it works like you want it to. This is called submission for a reason. And it's a good thing. Finally, you have somebody to submit to who knows what they're doing. Look at all the people we've trusted throughout our years. And we thought we could have confidence in there. We found out they were weak and we were. Amen. So when you when you come to the Lord, you found the right one. This is the one that your heart has been longing for. Amen. And don't move. Don't get talked out of it. Don't let the devil cheat you out of the great relationship that God wants to have with you. So we're going to talk to today about the fact that the faith makes a demand. And, act, and, and really, faith actually defies the natural uh, circumstances. It defies natural circumstances. So you, you've got to start looking at your faith differently, I think, than you have in the past and look at it as a, as a force that defies the natural situation, natural circumstances, especially if they're contrary to the word of God. Or some of your circumstances could be in line with the word of God, but they need more added to it. So it will defy the, the status quo. It'll defy uh, what's, what's going on. It'll defy uh, what, you, what the norm is in your life. It, it has that ability. It will charge, challenge, and defeat anything that's not like it. Uh, if faith is, is such a force, Amen. It's such a great and powerful force that, that we need to understand it better and respect it more. And, and God is, is showing me that people are growing in this realm, you know, that, that we're not at the same place. Everybody in here and those of you who are, who are listening and watching, uh, wherever you're watching this, your faith is growing. Amen. It's, it's ready to charge and defy things if we will release it. And always have confidence in that because because your faith is taking you somewhere. It's not just for sitting here and wishing you had it differently. It it has the ability to take you uh, where you need to go in life. So we're we're going to talk about this defiant faith that we have. This faith that makes a demand. Amen. It demands to be heard. It demands to be. Um, uh, challenged and and when you add faith with the other uh, spiritual forces the virtue the knowledge the understanding then it will begin to pro- propel and project and get you further than you ever thought you could go in life yes your faith is doing that amen it, it really is and so we can have confidence when we put our faith in god we can have confidence that we're going somewhere so faith, if we go to Hebrews 11, 11, 1, thank you, Lord, and know that we're talking about the kingdom that cannot be seen. This is a kingdom that comes without observation. Amen. You don't have to see anything to know that God is working. There have been so many people that have done wonderful things uh, just because they believe God and weren't looking to see anything. They didn't, their faith didn't, they didn't hold back their faith until they saw something. They just released it and put it in God's word. If God said so, he's not a man that he should lie. He's really going to do this thing. I know it seems impossible to my natural mind right now, but he's working on it because he is going, he is a God of integrity. He keeps his word. 
See, if we put our, well, that's what it means to put faith in God. Put it in his ability. You can't do nothing no way but mess it up. So if you can keep your little hands off of it, amen, keep your little mitts in your pocket and just say yes and amen to God and love him and worship him and trust him and keep it moving, amen, and and expect. Expect the other part of faith is expectation, amen. It's the substance of things hoped for, so it's coupled with hope, and hope is the expectation, amen. If you hope to get a new home, you're expecting to get one. When you add faith with it, God's going to bring it to you. Amen. The worst thing in the world is for a Christian to strike out on his own and try to accomplish things. Amen. God's power will be like an anchor around your ankles. If you don't use it, it will be a hindrance to you. There's no, you can't do this two ways. There's only one way and it's total trust in God. Amen. And, and make him the head of things. Don't make him a, 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 a reluctant co-signer. Amen. Like Uncle John. You know, he's, Uncle John always saved his money. Everybody looking at Uncle John to co-sign. He, Uncle John like, hey, you got to stay in line, buddy. It's about 10 of y'all out there looking for me. to. <laughs> Amen. Well, that's not God. God's not a reluctant co-signer. Put him in charge. And say, God, what is your will for my life? What do you want me to do? Amen. I know we've been taught differently. You know, faith people tell you, you got to put a name on everything. I don't know what to call it. Even if I spoke in tongues, I wouldn't have nothing to describe what I'm believing God for. Amen. So the best thing to do is say, God, tell me what you want for me. What are you expecting out of me? What's coming next in my life? Because we have no clue. If God would have showed me years ago that I would be doing what I'm doing now, I'd laugh. Oh, I'm not going to do nothing like that. I'm going to do yada, yada, yada. I ain't done none of it. Amen. And when he caught up with me, I was in the middle of failing at everything. Yeah, we need to appreciate when we've been rescued. Amen. And stay rescued. Stay in the place of safety. Stay where God created you to be. Because we have no clue, amen, except when we pick them up by the Spirit. And that's where he talks to us, amen, because these things are spiritually discerned. So um, uh, faith is, is now. We need to understand that. When we talk about faith, you can't say you're in faith if, if you don't have it now. So Hebrews 11, 1 starts out with the word now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when you talk about substance and evidence, those are things that are you have right now. Your faith is, 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 is a substance, which means it exists and it's alive now, not at some point in the future. But it's alive right now. So that when you begin to speak in faith, you you take on this language. Uh, you have to take on the language of God because God is the spirit of faith. So he speaks in a language befitting of what he can see, what he possesses, what he has. And God is not waiting on anything. He has it all now. 
He possesses everything now. The Bible says the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. Now. It's his now. It's we're not he's not waiting for some wealth transfer so he can get his stuff back from the devil. He can snatch that out of devil's hands anytime he wants to. Amen. All power is given to God. God has all power. He's not lacking in anything. And so when we talk about having faith in God, we need to talk about having faith in the fact that we possess things that we believe we have. We believe them in the now realm. They are here. They belong to us now. It's, there's no such thing as God is going to heal you or God is going to prosper you or God is going to bless you. You've been blessed already. Amen. You just need to release it. Amen. You know, we we talk lack much more than we talk blessing. Amen. What we don't have. I need this. I wish I had that. Amen. And so what we need to do is start speaking heaven's language. Start speaking the, the language of faith. And faith has it in its possession right now. And faith is waiting for us to express it. So it's not faith unless it, it receives what it requests now. Amen. You have to have it now or it's not faith. It's hope, but it's not faith. Amen. And at some point, we have to activate hope and make it come alive. The things that we desire come alive with, with, with the addition of our faith. So hope is a future force. And faith receives now what hope desires. So faith takes hope and moves it from a maybe out there somewhere in the future and brings it right up here where it can work together and manifest in your life. So hope and faith works, work together. You cannot possess without the both of them working in cooperation. You can't hope your way into anything. One day God's going to, one day it's going to, one day it's going to happen. One day, well, why are you waiting on one day? Amen. When God says you have it now. And if we will talk in God's language, we can convince God that we believe him. Because really your faith has to please God. And I think that's what the delay is with many of us. We don't realize that. It says without faith, it's impossible to please him. So what does faith say? It speaks on this wise. Amen. Don't say uh, who's going to go up and get this and who's going to come. In other words, faith does not say when is it going to happen. Faith is in your mouth and in your heart. Amen. And when you speak it out, then God has an opportunity to manifest it for you. But you have to speak it out the way God wants you to speak it out. Using his language, using his spirit, using his word. It all has to agree. You can't say God is going to heal me one day and be in faith. Because that's not what he says. See, we're not, we, we're not free to make this up as we go along. You know, what your little mind tells you, well, I don't feel healed, so maybe I they will, maybe he's going to heal me one day. That's not true. See, you can't change it to make it what you think it sounds, what sounds good to you, what sounds reasonable to you, and then expect God to manifest it. He can only manifest what lines up with his, the word and the spirit must agree. 
Amen. And so the spirit knows that it's the spirit is sitting there looking at your stuff in glory and wondering why you keep putting it off. Amen. And so we have to move that up a little bit, correct it, get in. Nothing wrong with being wrong as long as you're willing to correct it. Amen. Amen. Jesus, the Lord says, I'm not going to just ask me for wisdom. I'm not going to get on your case because you don't have none. I come to me for everything. He said, now I'll give it to you liberally. In other words, he'll give you so much wisdom to mess your little head up. Amen. And you'll go hide from him somewhere and start being a little more respectful. Amen. And so that's, that's what God does. He helps us, helps our faith and helps us to get into line with him so that we can please him with our faith so that we can align our faith with his purpose. We can align our spirit with his word. We can have the same intent on the word that God has. God means for us to be well and up and running the minute we get saved. That's his intention for all of humanity. And his intention is for everybody to be healed because he freely gives it if you believe him for it. Everybody that he met in the word that, that, that he touched, that Jesus touched, he, he gave them an understanding of what they possessed. Amen. He, he must give us understanding of what we possess. Why do you think after, after you, somebody got their healing, you think, oh, well, this, go about your merry way, go live your life. He's no, he brought, he said, well, let me tell you what just happened. Uh, let me tell you what happened to you. Let me tell you how this happened. Amen. Why? Because it's essential for us to know. If we're just going through life expecting God whenever, whatever, maybe one day, that kind of thing, what do you think is going to happen? Nothing. Maybe one day. God wants us to defy not only your natural circumstances that are, are not lining up with his word, but defy your reasoning defy your mentality, defy your little church tradition, defy your upbringing, defy your what we don't believe and what they believe and all that. He wants a defiant spirit in his people. The Holy Spirit defies everything that's going on. When the, when the world was, was, was without form and void, the Holy Ghost defied what was. He defied the world without form and void. And, 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 waited for the word to speak into it so he could jump on it and change it according to the word of God. And this is what, what happens in every, God is consistent, folks. He didn't change because he came to live in us. He stayed the same consistent God. Faith is still the same. It operates the same. And it is a force that can defy everything that's going on in the natural that is not what your heart desires and is not what God desires for you and is not what you have uh, planned on your agenda, what God wants you to have. Amen. And so this is why we use faith. We, we use faith so that we can plunge into these dark areas. We can plunge into these situations that don't move very quickly. We can plunge into the school systems that are indoctrinating kids and turning them into neuters and experimenting surgical experiments on children. Amen. Faith comes to 
plunge into that and defy it and, and line it up right with the word of God. Make it bend and bow to God's will. Move out of the way and let God manifest. Amen. And so this is this is the same faith you have on the inside of you. And it pays your bills. It gets you a job. It gets your mortgage paid. It gets your house note done. It gets everything done. It's the same defiant thing that defies what's going on in the natural. Faith will defy generations of, of, of poor living in your family. It'll just stand up and defy that. Amen. Well, you don't have to live like the, the ancestors live. Amen. You live like God wants you to live. Live like what he has in is, has put in your heart. Amen. So so we need to understand that faith and hope work together. It says that right here in Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance. It's a now substance. And it's an eternal substance. Amen. In God's word, the world, there is no time. Everything is now. Amen. Everything can manifest now. It can manifest at any time. So um, uh, only God's faith uh, will get, sorry. Okay. If his faith has no date, time, or expiration date. God's faith has no date, time, or expiration date. Now, what about your faith? Well, your faith is God's faith if you put it in God's word. Amen. The minute you believe God's word, your faith turns into his faith. The Bible says that the, 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 the life that we live now in this body, in this flesh, we live it by the faith of the son of God. So don't let his faith lie on the sideline while you try to tough it out, living like you've always lived. Pull his faith in there. God, I know you told me I was going to do this with my life. You told me this was going to happen for me. You told me in your word that I'm healed. This is what you said. You told me that I am free from the devil's power. I am delivered. I'm not a slave to anything of the devil's power. And so, Lord, I'm thanking you to manifest that in my life now in Jesus' name. Well, suppose it don't happen now. Look, Satan, get thee behind me. Amen. There's no supposing. I have it now. Are you kidding me? What do you mean I don't have I said I have it now and I have it now. Amen. So we can't fool around with these little thoughts that come and say, well, maybe this and maybe that. And, and maybe you don't have enough of this. And maybe you didn't ask in faith the last time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like you're stuck somewhere and there's no remedy for you. You know what I'm It's like, God, if I'm that bad. Just put me in reform school. You got a Christian reform school so I can get in there. But I know there's hope in you. I know it's going to get better. I know if I don't quit, you'll be with me. Amen. You're always with the, the righteous. Amen. So so everything that, that we need in God is delivered to us now. Why? Because Jesus paid a heavy price for it. Amen. And, and believe that the price was paid for everything that you need. Well, I don't know if my believing is right. God can help you with that. Don't stay in that position. Just refuse to remain there and let God help you. He's, he is your helper. 
And this is this is why we trust God and we believe God, because he is our helper. Amen. So everything in the invisible realm is now. If you could look behind the, the scenes or into the realm of the spirit, you'd see everything that you're praying for is right there. It exists right there. Amen. Faith lets you know that it's there. You got to understand that. Your faith lets you know that it's there. It lets you know that it's real. Faith is substance. It's spiritual material. And God gives it to us to reassure us that what we're praying for actually exists now. Just because you don't see it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist somewhere. Amen. So it is there in glory where God has stored it up for you. It's laid up for you already. Why do we think we have to wait if something is laid up for us? So start to move your believing from one day, maybe, to tomorrow, today, to now. Amen. Just keep moving it over. You might have to sneak up on your unbelief to get rid of it, folks. I'm going to tell you right now, because it's a sneaky little rascal. It likes to challenge what we believe. But faith is that defiant force that continues to challenge your unbelief. You're the first person you're going to have to challenge and convince of something. If it, It's got to get through you before it can be real. And so when you declare that you are healed, what you are doing, you're convincing your body there's a new sheriff in town. There's a new power work in here, body. You're not going to do what you've been doing. You're going to line up with the word of God now. We're healed now. There's no disease in me now. Amen. And I believe God now. You're not depending on what you see in the natural. You're not going by what you think, hear, smell, touch, taste, feel. We're talking about by the spirit. We're talking about the realm of glory. We're talking about where there is life 24-7, where God is in charge and where he wants us to dwell all the time. You can live as though you have stuff that in, in, in the natural be just as broke as, as you, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Nobody has to know what's going on in your world. In fact, you don't have to know what's going on there. Well, God, I just believe you. I'm feeling all kinds of ways right now, but I believe you. And I know what you say is true. And you say, I have this now. There's no doubt. And, and you know, in this voice, well, you don't have enough of this. I don't need enough. His grace is sufficient for me. You talk about enough. I'll never get enough. To get enough, you'd have to duplicate what Jesus did. Do you understand me? So rest in the fact that he did it for you. You know what I'm saying? Just go get you a box of popcorn and sit up and wait for God to bring the, put your feet up somewhere and wait, just chill. It's working for you. It's working whether you're nervous or not. It's working whether you're fretful or not. Sometimes we think if we wring our hands and pace around enough, that's going to move God. Don't nothing move him, but you'll believe in him. That's the only thing. Now, you can ring and pace all you want to. I mean, maybe you need the exercise. 
but that <laughs> it's not gonna move the hand of the father any faster than your you might as well get in faith and enjoy yourself you know some people a little nutty they feel guilty if they is I don't know. I don't have nothing, but I feel pretty good anyway. That's God. That's God. That's the way he wants you to live. Amen. He didn't want you wringing your hands and clutching your pearls and fainting all. You know what I mean? Do it. If that makes you feel good, do it. But when you get up off your couch, you better be praising him for what he's done already. And for the fact that you have it already. Don't be double-minded. Amen? We move our faith in the natural. Then we move it over in the spirit. We move it over here. Let's stay put. Make up your mind. Where do you live? Huh? All them people that like to keep a bag practicing. I case, in case I get somewhere and I feel like taking a nap. No, you leave it. Live it on. Live where God can find you. Give him one address and let him find you there all the time in faith. You ain't no gypsy. You have a home and you have a father. Park your faith in your own garage and believe God to bring it to your house. Need nobody, you know, to, to be getting stuff for you and go pick this up for me. Go pick, you know, that's the prayer, prayer of agreement, people. You know, you see them on Facebook. I need all my prayer warriors. When did you own something? my prayer warriors all of a sudden yeah because you in trouble that's why you're calling for them don't have no faith in your own go somewhere and sit down and repent and ask god to help you living off other people's faith you know at some point the baby got to learn how to walk on his own you get to weigh about 30 or 40 pounds they heavy at that age they need to be walking you got me so so th this is what God has for us. Your father wants to talk to you. He don't talk to us. That's like praying to saints when you want other saints to always hold you up in prayer. And you go home and worry. Anyhow. <laughs> Jesus always employed now faith in his ministry. This is how ministry works. The ministry of Jesus Christ is a now faith ministry. In Mark eleven twenty three, he told his disciples they were shocked. Of course, they were shocked at a lot of stuff, but that's cool. They didn't. We can give them excuse. They didn't have the Holy Ghost. They were doing a lot of stuff in God. Isn't that amazing? How how they could be used by God to perform miracles. And then challenge some of the things Jesus said because they just didn't have the see because he didn't reside. They didn't have a teacher living inside. All those Old Testament saints did the same thing. They could work under the power of the anointing. Amen. And still not have it on the inside. That's where that scripture comes from, where the servant comes to Jesus uh, when he's at, at judgment. And they say, Lord, Lord, didn't I cast out devils in your name? Didn't I do this in your name? He said, depart from me. I never knew you. You got me. God wants to know us because that spirit can come on us to do things. But we never carry that born again on the inside of us. It's amazing how that can work sometimes. But people can be around the things of God and not be born again. Standing right there at the altar and handling the, the, the power of, of, 
of Almighty God, help, helping somebody who hasn't. You got me? And so we, we have to understand that we need to be have this relationship with God where we believe him for us. You're not riding on somebody else's faith all the time. You're, you're under the anointing of faith for yourself. Amen. That's why Jesus said believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Not people who are just standing there proxying or trying to be involved in something. You've got to believe in your heart. Amen. And so God knows how to keep us in that place of believing and keep us in that place of faith. I don't know exactly how that that happens, but God does. So always make sure that you're believing in your heart what you're saying out of your mouth. There are a lot of people that don't. They're just repeating what they heard. You got me? You got to have that relationship with God and he'll he'll call us on it and prove prove us on it, too. Amen. So in Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus says this. Let me see. Twenty three. When the fig tree had withered already and, and Jesus and the disciples saw it. It says here on in verse 20, in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. In other words, put your faith in God's word. Because that what Jesus is saying, I spoke what the father told me to speak. That wasn't me as a human being speaking. That was the father speaking through me by the power of the Holy Spirit. So he's just breaking down to them how spiritual things happen. He's the greatest teacher. Every time you see Jesus take time to take people, that's love and mercy. Because so many people know how to do great things in God, but they don't take take the time to tell anybody else. In fact, many times they can't find enough people interested in learning. So that door swings both ways, folks. But Jesus would teach anyway. He knew the disciples weren't picking up on a lot of what he was saying. You know, he'd catch them talking behind his back about who was going to be number one, who's going to be number two. Then they show up in front of his face and everybody got their head down. He said, what were y'all talking about back there? Everybody lied. Uh-huh. Right. In front of the master. So if he got it, what you think people who walk on earth today are going to get? You get very few people who want to stay put long enough. They want to know where their stuff is. Yeah, that's good and that's fine. But when am I going to get my? Huh? It's the truth. And it ain't coming for most people. You don't want to tell them that, but you know, honey, you're going to have to settle down a little bit and know who you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? You got to learn how to respect God, how to love him and how to show your love for him. Amen. This ain't no, no snatch and grab up in here. You can't carjack God and take him somewhere and make you, I'm going to take this car from God and just ride it where I want to ride it. I'm going to get my sevenfold return. I'm going to get my, you ain't going to get nothing. You, you got to put your confidence in him. You get it when he says you get it. You got me? 
But in the meantime, you got to believe you have it already or you won't get it. Jesus said to them, have faith in God or put your God, you put your faith, your measure of faith in God and it becomes the faith of God. It's amazing how that works. Once you transfer your believing into God's word, you are now speaking as God. Amen. You are saying, I am healed now. That's a God statement. And it got, has God's power on it, and it's honored as though God said it, even though it's coming out of your mouth. This is the amazing thing, because many times we don't honor that transfer enough to understand that our words have that kind of power. Our words can bring the results and respect our words more. Amen? Choose your words wisely. Speak what you want to see happen. You know, I know you might be dying to complain to somebody, but, you know, zip your lip up. You know, choke yourself before you say anything negative. You understand what I'm saying? Slap yourself a couple of times across the mouth and say, girl, you better not say that. You don't want to see that happen. I know you don't. And see, what we do is we get casual about it. Oh, God won't do that. He ain't going to do what you're asking either until you say it. You can want it all day long. If you never say it, it won't happen. Hello? And this stuff of getting other people to say it for you don't work either. If, in case you think you can send a proxy for everything. Amen. While you slough off somewhere. You know, you. I found this over the years. You, you've been praying with people for a long time and thought they were in agreement and in faith and they jump up and do something different. Liars, they're nothing but, and you tell them, you can tell them I said they lied. Why? Because people lie. Some people don't know the difference. They think they're in agreement just because you prayed it and they nodded one time. And it's never been in their heart what they want. You can get come into agreement and, and somebody say, well, yeah, I'm going to do this and do that. And then they text you, I did so and so. And it's just the opposite of what you agreed. Huh? And they happy about it and you want to go choke them. So after, when, in, in, after you calm down and you explain to them, now when we agree, we agree that you're going to follow through up on that and only that. Well, see, see, this is what, no, 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 no. Let me tell you something. Little Miss Know-It-All all the time. Let me tell you how this really works. And see, down the line when they're in debt in, in the, the, the vehicle's repo and they can't pay it off. Huh? You know, I let God do the I told you so's. I don't go to people and tell you, no, this is what I was trying to tell you. <laughs> I used to do it, but I got smart over the years. Do you understand what I'm saying? Agreement is just that. You don't move. You don't get excited because, baby, I'm going to tell you something. Once you agree on something, the devil will start to parade before you all kinds of plan B's that will excite you and make you think God has really answered my prayer. 
So when you put your faith in God, you can have what you say. You can't have it till you say it. Amen. He said, for truly I say unto you, whosoever, this is not a reserved for anybody special. It says for the whosoever, that's you and that's me. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. God has mountain moving faith in his word. And that faith can get in your heart to where it can move something that's much, much bigger than you are. Amen. All of the years we prayed against abortion. Who would have thought that they would overturn that? And people will tell you, politicians will tell you, uh, uh, scholars will tell you once a law is enacted, it's almost impossible to get it reversed. It's only been done a couple of times with our Constitution. Amen. The amendment for prohibition, they enacted that law and two or three years later, they had to overturn it. Why? Because it flooded the, the country with illegal liquor. So they saw it didn't work. Why they see it didn't work? Because the government couldn't get tax money off that liquor anymore. All the mafia people had all the money. So that's why it didn't work. That's why it was repealed money but if it's just a law that has to do with morality or something like that it's hard to say once the once the uh the cows are out of the barn or whatever it's hard to close the gate on a stampede so it's hard to get things reversed once the earth has adjusted to that new way of doing things amen and so that's the way it is with, with our faith. Our faith has to challenge. It has to invade. It has to disrupt. It has to blow up. It has to move. Amen. And it took God 50 years to help us with, with people who are faithfully praying to move that out of the way. But see, God has mount moving faith. Right now you see people trying to get it back again. Amen. Want to kill babies after they're born. It's it's legal inside. In New York State, it's legal. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right now, some states are paying your money to get fly people to a state where they can get free abortion pills. Do you understand? Once something's there where the devil can feast on it, he tries to keep it. But see, this is this is why we continue to pray. Yeah, you don't stop praying against abortion because they, they <laughs> come on now. Babies are still getting murdered. So what you going to do is just sit up and lay, well, we got the law repeal. We can quit praying. Are you kidding me? You can't ever quit praying. The devil don't quit doing what he does. Like, you know, preachers want to retire. Retire from what? Unless you ain't been doing nothing, then you can retire. But if you've been doing something, you'll retire from a prayer you got hanging up there waiting to see it manifest. Or souls out there you keep walking by, you just go walk by them. You used to stop and preach and, and win them to the Lord and take them to church. You're going to stop? You don't retire. You don't retire from God's word. You don't see nobody in the Bible that retired. From, from Adam on down. Nobody who worked for God ever retired. You don't retire from that. The devil don't retire. He gets bigger and bolder. 
Amen. So all he needs is a bunch of saints who will say, well, you know, it's about time for me. Time for what? Huh? So God has mouth moving faith. And that will come out of your mouth. You'll see your words move mountains. You'll see your words tackle devils that were dormant for years, that thought they had a lock on everything. You'll see your prayers do that. You just have to have confidence in God. If he tells you to get involved in it, honey, he's a winner. He ain't a loser. You kidding me? He don't lose nothing to nobody. To who? He's the greatest power. Amen? And so once you understand who God is and what he, and, when, and out of your mouth you can speak those words that will move mountains. Why? Because you're a whosoever. You don't have to be anybody special. You don't have to be anybody this or anybody or well-educated or well-versed and know a bunch of scriptures and quote them backwards and forwards. Amen? I can quote them, but I can't tell you where they at in the Bible. I can't give you chapter and verse. So we all a little deficient. You understand? We all missing a few things, but I know I can go look it up and find it. It might take me a little bit, but I find it for you. Amen. And so this is how we live. We're the whosoever's whosoever God moves on, whosoever God wants to demonstrate his power through. That's who we are. We're the whosoever's. And he says, and he said, and it because of that, because you can move a mountain with this, with the faith of God. And he says, therefore, I say to you, because of this, I say to you, what things you want when you pray, believe you have them already, and God will see to it that you get them. Amen. You got to believe it's there already. And once your brain starts trying to talk you out of it, you got to go retrieve it and bring it back. Say, oh, no, brain, you ain't talking me out of this. This is mine. I got it now. I'm not waiting on anything. I have this now. Amen. You got to have it all now. And he says, and you will have them. And that's the only way you're going to have them is you got them now. Amen. Always increase what you're believing God for. You know, I, I had to learn that. God would tell me, he said, now I want you to start believing me for, for uh, uh, you know, whatever it was. And I would act like I didn't hear it. And he said, I'm talking to you. And I go, you talking to me? I said, yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, me. Okay, like I said, well, believe. Amen. It's the only way you can't look at what you got on your books now to determine your future. Your future is unlimited in God. You got to understand that, folks. You've got to understand that when you, in, in speaking to God in his language, and he only understands his language, amen? Why? Because he says, if you regard iniquity in your heart, I won't hear you. That means he don't understand your language, amen? You might be talking, but he'll understand that. He don't, he don't pay no attention to that stuff. But he will hear the voice of faith. He will hear his language. And he says, believe that you receive them when you pray. When you get up from praying, you should say, I got it. I got it. Thank you, Lord. I have it. What's his name? Uh, uh, Kenneth Hagin Jr. He's 
one of those people, sometimes you look at people and you say, now, I believe that man believes every word that comes out of his mouth. Not senior, the one that's passed on, but the son. That man has unbelievable faith. Same thing with uh, Copeland's boy, John. He was praying. He said it was somebody was in a, uh, they showed a video of this woman that had been in a, a car accident. She worked for them. And uh, they had called in and asked for prayer. And he was standing, he said, now, y'all know the word of God says that she's healed. So we thank you, Lord, that she's healed. Amen. And I'm going, what? But I believed as he was praying that he believed what he was praying. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm looking, I'm going to say, you know, there's a little bit of help to second generation people around here. You know, there's something they got that we don't quite understand because we're so busy trying to get it. And they're operating in it already. It's like second nature to them. But Brother Hagen said that his son would get injured outside playing. And he would come in, daddy, 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 pray for me, pray for me. And he'd lay hands on He's okay, daddy, I got it, I got it. And he'd still be in pain and run out and start praying again. When he came back in, all the pain was gone. There was no sign of whatever he had. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this is not something that's deep. If it is deep, then you can go deep and get it. You understand what I'm saying? It's not too deep for you. You don't have to meditate on it for 15 years. For it to make sense to you. You just have to put it into operation. Start saying as though you have it already. Start speaking as though you have it already. Because you do. Amen. You have it by faith. See, we treat that like it's, well, I got it by faith. Like that's cheap. That ain't cheap. That's it. That's 100% what you have to have. We say it like, well, you know, I know y'all don't see it, but I got it by faith. Like, that's something to be ashamed of. That's something to shout from the housetops. You know what it cost Jesus to give you that faith? Amen? So it's very, very expensive. Not a cheap commodity. It's not second rate. It's not something to be ashamed or embarrassed or make excuses for. This, that's it. That's the whole thing. And he says, you'll have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anybody, that your father also, which is in heaven, this is the one thing that you got to give in order to get. No, no wavering about it. No, God understands. No understands sin. That's why he kicked it out of heaven when he saw it. No understand it. He said, what is that? Oh, it's gone now. You understand what I'm saying? He don't give it no thought. Same thing is prayers of people that think they can just get away with everything all the time. Too proud to go apologize to somebody. Got to humble yourself. Oh, no. You don't have to do more than that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't ever despise God's instructions. Or try to get find somebody, you know, go on YouTube and find somebody who's preaching to give you an excuse to not do it. So silly. Got a Bible? Go read your Bible. Go read it until you believe it. Always trying to convince everybody else. Read it till you believe it. Thank you, Miss Nola. I appreciate it. Amen. 
And see, everybody hates this. But this is the foundation of our, our a good Baptist will tell you, oh, no, baby, you can't hold nothing against nobody. <laughs> They'll come up to you and you be asking them to pray for you. Oh, baby, you can't hold nothing against nobody. Huh? Because that, that's what their denomination was born on, the Bethany experience. Jesus breathed on the disciples before, before Pentecost. And told him, he said, I'm giving you power to forgive sins. Whoever sins you forgive. I believe the people that refused to, to believe that and operate in that scripture were not part of the 120 that showed up in the upper room. There was no disputing up there. What does the Bible say? They were on one accord in one place. Believing God's word and operating in the word that they were given to operate in. You notice that when the disciples decided they had to get a replacement for Judas, nobody was arguing about who's going to be left hand, who's going to be right. Remember that used to be their thing. Fighting about who's going to be next to Jesus and who's going to be next to them. You don't see nobody dispute nothing up there, did you? Ooh, interesting. Interesting. But we can get along, can't we? <laughs> we can love one another. And they turned the world upside down. Because the power was able to rest on them. It don't rest on iniquity. It don't rest on unforgiveness. It don't rest on uh, sloppy agape. You understand what I'm saying? It rests on a pure heart. Who purifies, purifies your heart? God does. Tell him to show you what's in there sometimes. Uh, scared. Scared. <laughs> scared. <laughs> you get an answer to prayer that's important enough to you, you get stripped down to where all you believe is, I think I'm saved. And right, right about now, I ain't quite sure about that, God. Help me. Amen? Help me. This is all about God helping us to get where we need to go in life. And he says, if you don't do this, your father won't forgive you. So just go about your merry way with your doctrine. Amen? Doctrine don't do nothing for you. Jesus, every time Jesus did something, he blew doctrine out of the water. That's why the Pharisees hated him. Oh, here's somebody. He telling people something other than what we tell them. Mm -hmm. And they like it. And it's helping them. We got to stop it. And that's the devil's role. When you start getting a hold of something, he'll put everything in your way to stop you from manifesting the power of God. That's, that's his job. He works for him. Amen. You work for God. So taking God at his word is faith. Amen. It's you don't need any natural evidence. This is all an inside job. Amen. Like the woman with the issue of blood. She said within herself. When throughout the Bible, we see people who believed, followed and trusted God in defiance of the world around them. They had, you follow God in defiance. You can't be in agreement with everything that sounds nice and sounds pleasant and sounds good. 
you're going to have to defy some stuff. You got me? You know, just like, you know, you can go on Facebook and click the wrong like and get in trouble with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have to be careful. You got to keep everything lined up in his kingdom and don't deviate and don't vary and don't waver. Noah defied logic and built a large boat. And it was, I believe it was big enough to hold more people than what he had. And he only had eight people in there and animals, but they didn't live on the same level. The animals lived on different levels is what I'm told. I don't quite clearly see it in the Bible, but anyway, God made it big enough for everybody. And if God needed more and was going to save more people, he would have expanded it. But this was a large boat that was large enough to hold all of those uh, animals and, and anything else God wanted to do. And, and they, it had not rained on the earth up until that time. They had a mist, they said, that would come out, would spring up from the ground and keep everything watered. So he's telling people something's going to happen that's never happened before. Just like you and your family. Everybody's been on welfare for three generations. Then you get saved and you God tells you he's going to give your own business. Amen. You don't have to defy a lot of people, folks. And I'm going to tell you, when you start talking about making more money, you're going to have more demons crawling out of the ground telling you you can't do it. Who do you think you are? What kind of business? What kind of business? Somebody told me, Amy told me you was going in business. What kind of business? None of your business is the business I'm going in. You don't share everything God's doing. You that's mistake number one is to you're supposed to be confessing. Your confession belongs between you and God, not everybody else you know. Amen. Because a minute the devil get and don't think he can't talk you out of it. Job's friends almost killed him. You understand me? Because they come around waiting to get in your ear. So that you'll hear them more than you hear the voice of God. If it weren't for the fact that God just broke in on the conversation, Joe be there today scratching them boils. And you understand what I'm saying. So the, your faith is not for everybody. Not in that form, not in word form. You don't you don't debate people with your faith. Your faith is too powerful for that. Don't waste your time explaining to the devil's people why God is going to do for you what he says he's going to do. You don't owe anybody an explanation about anything God's doing in your life. When it's done, maybe he'll let you give a testimony, but you don't cast your pearls in front of swine either. Got me? So Noah defied logic. And built that large boat according to God's instructions. And he was able to use his faith for an inheritance. And in Hebrews 11, verse 7, I think it is. It says here, by faith, Noah, being warned of God 
of things not seen as yet. No water, no rain, no flood. Moved with fear. So God's word has got to be more powerful than your eyes, your ears, your feeling, your I'm going to say it again. His word has got to be more powerful than your eyes, your ears. What you see in the natural, it's got to overpower that. And he says, being warned by God of things not as yet seen was moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he passed judgment on the world. He condemned the world. You know, every time he, they heard that tapping, the nail driving, you know, into the, you know, he didn't have a power drill. Amen. Every time he, they heard that tapping, that was a death sentence for them. Now, whenever you, you're pronouncing a death sentence, don't you know people going to try to fight that? What do you mean, Noah? I'm, am I going to be able to go? No, God hadn't spoken to me about you. Hmm. Hmm. Well, maybe you ought to stop. I don't know if that's true or not, Noah. You just, they ridiculed him. He was a prophet of God. Amen. It doesn't say anything about his conversations, but he spoke with his faith. You speak with your obedience. You can, you put people under conviction when you do something toward God, when you obey God. Amen. They're going to react to it. They're upset by it, jealous of it, tell you you crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing. God don't do that for people. Even laugh at you. They condemned him, but he condemned them in the end. Amen? See, the enemy will always pass judgment on your faith or try to get you to stop. That's his maneuver. But once you complete what you're doing by faith, then God shows up and they are the one that judgment is passed against. So don't stop on your faith. Keep going in what God gives you to do. Don't turn around and, and look and examine and wonder. Don't let your, your faith stand still for wondering if God's going to do it or not. Because when you start wondering, you're on the verge of losing. I'm going to say it again. When you start wondering, you're on the verge of, of losing. Because your faith is only built to go forward and make progress and penetrate through darkness. That's what your faith is. It's not built to stand still. Whenever you feel yourself losing, like you, you start, what's taking, you know how your mind will do you. What's taking so long? What did I do wrong? What am I? When you start that, you, you get your faith motor going again. No, I'm not going there. Uh-uh, I have it already. I have it already. I'm not waiting on no manifestation. I have the manifestation in me already. I don't need to see nothing because I have it already. See, you got to get like that and you got to stay like that. And you got to, no matter how long you have to stay like that before it really materializes in the natural, you got to make up your mind. You're not moving. You're going to stay there. 
you can keep believing God. There is no plan B in God. When he says something, he means to bring it to pass. He don't give you two options. You don't need a plan. Plan B is always the devil. I'm an A student in God. I know plan A is going to happen. Why? Not because of me, because he said it. See, I believe him. He said it, and I know it's going to happen. So Noah defied the logic of the world. And he defied everybody's talking against him and trying to put him down. And if he had listened to those people, he would have been swallowed up and somebody else would be writing this story. Do you understand? I mean, God was going to get it done, trust me. But, but he would be in the flood group and somebody else would be building that boat. Do you understand me? God's going to get it done. Didn't Mordecai tell Esther that? Oh, you know, in other words, like my mother used to say, one monkey don't stop, no show. Huh? Oh, Esther, you all that because you can, you can afford them real fake nails? Whatever that is. Is there any such thing? Oh, stop it, Alicia. She back there pearl clutching. Oh, what do you mean by that? Your fake nails. I never heard of that. Well, whatever. But uh, you know what I'm saying. She got a, a real manicure instead of them stick-ons. How's that sound? So anyway, you know, and, and some real weave. You know what I'm saying? She, she made up. Up there with their crown on, a real crown. Amen. And looking all good. And, and Mordecai's down there in sackcloth and ashes. <laughs> she said, Oh, big cuz. I didn't know we still did that. Do we still? <laughs> Tell them to go away. I don't receive people. <laughs> you go receive this sister. Uh, amen. He told her, he said, if you have one thought about passing this up, he said, let me know. Just let me let you know right here, right now. God is going to do this through somebody else. So if you want in on the action, you know what to do. Esther took that weave out, took them nails out, put her do-rag on. Huh? Got her girls to do the same thing. Huh? And said, tell them we're going to fast and pray. This here is serious. Got me? So, so this is what we do. We hunker down. We stay in the fight. Your faith is made to take you forward, not sit still and do nothing and wait. You're not waiting on anything. Your faith is moving. Even though you may not see it, you don't feel it, you don't perceive it. It's moving anyhow. It's moving in spite of you. Your faith is on its way to your final destination. It's going to get there. Amen. And it wants to take you with it. So your faith is is like a, a, a you know, team of wild horses waiting to get loose and take you to your destination. Amen. And we have to understand and respect faith like that. And when we start losing ground in our thought life or your mind starts wandering, you say, no, I'm not going back there. God, I have it. I know I have it. If you got to put a date in your Bible, when you prayed, I believed I received it this day and I still have it. I haven't lost it. It's not going anywhere. Amen? Because it's an eternal force. It can't be put out. It can't be stopped. 
now faith demands that everything conform to its words. Your faith in, in, in the fact that you're healed demands that your natural body with symptoms and all conform to the word. And it doesn't take no for an answer. Amen. It won't. I don't care how defiant the, the pain seems to get or how, how um, um, intense the, the tests are. You know, doctors, well, we got to perform some tests, you know, want you to be scared. Huh? You know, all you got to do is say, well, God, you told me I'm an A student. I ace every test that comes in my life with my faith. Hello? You're not scared of a test? Amen? Don't ever let the enemy put with something in the natural put you in fear and you have supernatural faith in God on the inside of you. Start releasing it. Release it before you get there. The you know, mistake people make is they run and, and, and well, I'm going to go get some tests from the I know I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. You good. You understand what I'm saying? But you can't bluff your way into the kingdom. Who you think you fooling? Sweating, your ankles knocking together, knees knocking together, pushing the wrong button on the elevator. You ever been in a hospital elevator, a doctor's, everybody pushed the wrong button. I say, look at this. Devil, you got everybody in here scared. Except me. I'm here to leave your spirit in your spirit of peace, joy, and confidence right here in this elevator when I get out. Let the devil scare you. Jesus even said anybody who can just kill you, don't be scared of them. Fear him who can kill you and put your body in hell. Oh, okay. I'm healed. I know I'm healed. <laughs> like I said, I'm healed. I thought I wasn't, but I am now. Huh? Tell the truth. I was letting these symptoms get the better of me. I was thinking about it too much. Huh? Looking for plan B. I remember one time I, I, I was on my way to the doctor for something, something bogus, you know, and, and the spirit of God spoke to me and he told me, he said, I will take care of anything they find. Now, the thought crossed my mind to get scared that they might find something. But it never stuck. See, that's how powerful faith in God's word is. You think you want to worry about something, but that word will come into you with such power and, and such force and, and such a definitive answer. And the whole time, I never worried about anything, you know, and, and uh, you know, it was to have a biopsy in the old days when you had to run there for everything. And I said, no, I'm not going to go back anymore. That's been, what, 35 years ago? You know, I mean, once you, you good, you good. You know, I got, got you know, uh, up on some charges. Blood pressure was too high, you know, and you know, they get booked into the doctors. You know, my little doctor, she's just as sweet as she could. Um, and so every time she looks at me, she dictating how to, the conversation with, patient still refuses. 
mammogram, pap smear, that, that. she lifts list them all. I say, yep, she still refuses. Amen. I yeah, I trusted God from day one. And she'll she she used to try to convince me I needed it. And once I started talking to her about the Lord, she leave me alone. See, that's your open door to get bring truth to people. And every now and then she'll say, well, you know, I read my Bible. I said, girl, keep reading it. I said, there's a lot of good stuff in there. I said, a lot of things that you want for your patients, you'll find answers in there. She said, I believe that. I said, yeah. Let's have a believers meeting. Let's have a believers meeting up in here. Amen. We having no more fear meetings up in the doctor's office. My fear days is over. I fear him who can kill the body and throw my soul in hell. If I pass up opportunity to preach the gospel, you got me. I take all opportunities he gives me. Amen. So, so if you don't feel that your faith is solid, stay in the word. The Bible says, add to your faith. First thing you add is virtue. Know what virtue is? It's the strength to stay with it and make it stronger when it starts to waver. Amen. When it starts to waver, be honest with yourself. Don't play these these parrot games about uh, uh, just confessing and confessing. You don't believe nothing. Get in that word and let it penetrate that hardness in your heart to where you really believe what you're reading. And don't let it slip. Don't because it will slip. Trust me. As much stuff as there is out there in that outside world we have to deal with, your faith can slip a hundred times, but you don't have to let it go. It's going to do that. It will be challenged. Amen. This is what the faith teachers don't tell you. Amen. Because they want such easy stuff. I mean, come on now. Money is easy. Especially when you're a preacher, all you got to do is count heads and you got to. Well, anyway, I'm going to stop. That's all we've done. Count heads. 10% here, 10% there. And if you can make them scared, God's going to curse them if they don't do it you. See, your faith can challenge tradition. Challenge it every single time. In every congregation like that, there's going to be some little person come in there and say, well, God just really paid my rent. Do you tithe? Uh Uh-uh. Now, I'm just being honest with y'all. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, what I'm trying to do is put you in faith. Tithing is good. Giving 20% is good. Giving 30%. Whatever you give to God that you believe in faith is good. Let your faith increase and give more. Generally, people want to give more if they're doing it in faith because your faith is ever increasing on the inside of you. What can you give in in response to what God has done for you? You know, 10% really don't move me, to be honest with you, because I've grown beyond that level in God. I want to see the 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 as you purpose in your heart result. You got me? That's what I'm aiming for. That's New Testament. What do I purpose in my heart to give to God? You know, yesterday I was, you know, watching somebody had a, a, a spot on their ministry where they were 
a missionary, you know, going to give Bibles in a foreign country. And those people so touched me as I watched that. And I, I mentioned it to Pastor Shirley. I said, you know, I sent him some money. And she said, did you give X amount? And I gulped, no. <laughs> but I meant to, and I will. You understand what I'm saying? See, that's faith speaking to me. See, I was, I was doing it as, 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 you know, a gesture, to be honest with you. I hadn't asked God, I hadn't prayed, anything like that. And I thought to myself, as many people as he touches over there, what I gave would kind of not even touch anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? God wants to touch people. He wants to make an impact. He can do it through whosoever's. Now, we don't have a lot, lot of money. You understand what I'm saying? But what we do have, we trust God with. See, it doesn't matter the amount. The, the widow that gave the might proved that. God doesn't care what you give. He looks at what you keep. She kept nothing. He told him Pharisees, he said, y'all gave pocket change. See, what you gave was your excess. It ain't moving me. I'm going to say it again. You gave your excess. It ain't moving him. You give out of desperation. God, I really need this. It's like that woman that went to A.A. Allen's meeting and had enough money for bus fare or gas money to get back home. But she was going to, there was the last meeting of the last day and her baby still wasn't healed. And she told the Lord, she said, Lord, I brought him here to get healed. I don't care how we get home or if we get home. I'm getting my baby healed. And that faith that she expended on that was what got her baby healed. Amen. And she punctuated it with her giving. She wasn't paying for a miracle. Are you nuts? You know, most of us are too saved to even believe that anymore. You're not paying for anything. But you're showing God you really mean it. You show him your devotion. Put your money where your mouth is. Amen. Even sinners will tell you that much. And God honored that. That little baby, she put him up there on the stage. No, he called that baby out, as a matter of fact. She had given him the offering. He said, there's a woman here with a baby, you know, and uh, got him up there on the stage. And, and that baby started wiggling and moving. And he hadn't even moved or cried or almost not fed himself. He's maybe like a, over a year old. It was still not a normal infant. Had, what, 21 diseases or something like that, they said deformities god healed that baby oh and the mother it was some she said it was something like 20 something dollars 21 dollars and some change in her offering you got me she kept nothing because she wanted something important to her and this is what god's looking for that pleases him he said they're really trusting me they haven't kept anything for themselves amen all right why don't we stop father we thank you for your word thank you for understanding Thank you, Lord, that faith is a force that challenges the status quo. It challenges the natural realm. It challenges the forces of hell. It challenges the forces of unbelief. It challenges anything that is not like it. And we love you that you trust us with your faith, Lord. Our faith can move mountains when we put our faith in you, Lord. Have faith in God. We trust you, Lord. To bring it to pass 
and it will come to pass. Whatever you're believing God for today, just thank him that it's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. I will have it. I have believed I received it when I prayed, and you will perform it, Father. You will not fail me. So, Lord, we thank you for what you have done and what you are yet to do, that you're working on things for us even as we speak. You're working in the unseen, unfelt realm. And we honor you for it, Lord. And we bless you and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen again. Praise God. Anybody needs prayer? Come on up, I'll pray for you.
Father, we thank you for the people who are under the sound of my voice, hearing your word, understanding that your faith, everything, is working for them. It's working now. You don't feel it. You can't see it. You can't taste it. You can't touch it. But it's working. That's what faith in God is. Father, we thank you that you uphold the world by the word of your God. And if the world is still here, then we are healed. And we thank you for it, Lord. Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen and amen again. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Why don't we do our declaration? I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. I don't have whatever it is you're fighting, and you're fighting it. You're fighting it in the natural. You're fighting it by the Spirit. You're resisting 
illness, you're resisting poverty, you're resisting fear, you're resisting doubt, you're resisting failure. We break your power in the name of Jesus. And by your stripes, Lord, we are healed. It is so decreed. Amen and amen again. Praise God. Amen. Praise God.